Welcome to the She's All That video podcast, inspiring, entertaining conversations with women doing awesome shit, making change, and living life their way. Conversations that'll leave you thinking, damn, I'm glad I heard that. I'm your host, September Smith, and today I'm talking with Lori Stewart, naturopathic counselor, nutritionist, herbalist, and Bach flower expert who impacts people's lives and health with her almost encyclopedic knowledge of a vast array of healing modalities and her keen, empathetic ear for what lies beneath her clients' health issues. The health effects that we're all facing due to the stresses of the pandemic and how we can build our physical, mental, and emotional resilience via nature-based products and lifestyle changes is at the core of our conversation today. As we go into winter, more lockdown, and continued uncertainty, this is an info-packed conversation well worth listening to for the information and because she's all that. Lori, I have to ask you, so many of the women that I talk to, they, they, they started out doing something in their life and then at some point they find this passion, this thing that they end up doing and it becomes a big part of their life. And for you, it's all the naturopathic healing and counseling and all the modalities that you've studied. What was that point in your life? What were you doing before that? And what was that point that it was like, no, I'm going this way? Well, it was a while ago. I was actually in corporate recreation. And I had gone back to school after the kids um, were in school full time. So I went back to school and got myself some extended education. And then uh, lots of circumstances, but I ended up getting sick. And was in a position of not really being able to care for myself the way I needed to. And I ended up seeing um, a natural health practitioner and she got me on the path of understanding that you are the ambassador of your health. And so it's so important that you engage your own self in, in building health. So I, I got started seeing some um, practitioners and I started taking a lot of supplements and taking a lot better care of myself. And when I did that, I got better. And that started me on the road to really researching and learning about a whole different world of health and, and how not to turn your health over to somebody else. That was a means of me going, okay, I can take care of this myself. That's an interesting concept, not turning our health over to someone else. I'm assuming you're talking about to an allopathic doctor, a regular yeah. GP. Okay. So, so do you just like exclusively now just do your self care or do you balance it between the two? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I do see uh, my, my physician, I see my doctor and, um, and sometimes it's just balancing the best of both of those worlds. I mean, there's a lot of things that your doctor can do for you, especially, you know, blood tests and, and things that, that you can't do yourself, some investigative work that you can't do yourself. So I think you need to see your, your doctor, but you also really do need to educate yourself about why you are where you are mm-hmm. and possibly be going on. The other thing is that I'm sure it's the same all over, but it's very hard to get in to see the doctor now. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's to, to get an appointment or to get things taken care of or get your testing done. It's really hard. So now's an ideal time to start looking at, you know, what else you could be doing. Actually, um, this year, you were one of the very early COVID patients in Canada. Mm-hmm. At that point, obviously, I'm assuming that was allopathic medicine to deal with that. Earlier this year, yeah, in March, I was really sick. And um, I did... Uh, have to reach out to the doctor and she supported me through that. I, I did go have some testing done. And so, so yeah, I mean, that was a little bit of a scary time. And I think at those times you do have to reach out wherever you can to, to get the information that you need. Well, about the stuff that, as I said in the intro, Lori was with us last year down in Mexico for the Fierce, Fabulous and 50 Plus Women's Retreat. 
and she blew our minds. Everyone in the place was just sitting there with the jaw slack and furiously writing notes as she filled us in on all this stuff. Now, at that time, Laura, you were telling us about adrenal depletion caused by chronic stress of, you know, like just a busy life and how that has knock-on effects throughout our body. That was before the pandemic. And now we're right. all dealing with chronic stress on a level that we couldn't even imagine then. So what's going on when we have been dealing with chronic stress? Well, a number of different things. Um, you can imagine with that amount of stress going on, everything tends to tighten up in your body. So you're dealing with probably uh, contribute, the stress contributing to high blood pressure. Uh, you're contributing to, to uh, real tightness in the digestive system, which can cause uh, digestive complaints. Um, your blood sugar is affected. There's just about every system in your body is going to be affected by all of that stress. And you were telling us last year that you, you stuff that I'd never known about was the effect on your adrenals. Mm -hmm. So your adrenals are, are responsible. They're two little glands that sit up on top of your kidneys. And your adrenal glands are responsible for pushing out adrenaline. Normally, when we have a, a reasonably unstressful life, your adrenals always have a chance to rebuild themselves. So typically, your adrenals are there to push out that adrenaline. And when they get depleted, there is no adrenaline there or very mm -hmm. small. And so you just end up being just burned out. And we see it now so much. So typically in your life, you've got, you know, your day-to-day -day stresses, your lifestyle, your relationships, your work, that's enough stress for anybody. But now with COVID, we're just finding that people are, are over the top stressed. And so there's so many things that you can do to help support your adrenals when you are feeling like that real burnout. And so some of the things that you can do are, Obviously, um, exercise is amazing. So, you know, when you're just even out for a walk, just, just getting out every day, being in nature and, and, and trying to get some fresh air, that's one of the very best things that you can do to start getting that stress level down. Huge. Because people are having so many problems sleeping. So sleep is one that you really have to focus on. And there's a lot of things you can do to help you get a better night's sleep. The other, of course, is diet. Because when your diet is lousy, you're feeling lousy. So... Uh, there's so many phytonutrients in our foods that are going to help to support those adrenals. And then there's a lot of supplements that you can take. It, it's really hard the way we're living today to get a really good balanced diet. So one of the things that you can do is start looking at some supplements. B-complex, magnesium, uh, those are things that you really, if you are depleted in any of those things, then it's really important to supplement with those. Your body runs on B vitamins when you're really stressed. So if you run out of B vitamins, then your body doesn't have anything there to back you up and to support the adrenals. And then there's a lot of different herbs that you can take like rhodiola, like ashwagandha, uh, like schizandra. They're all very old, uh, a lot of them Ayurvedic herbs that are, are really easy to take and super supportive for your adrenals. And that's a, again, how you start to rebuild those adrenals too. So you can start to recover from adrenal burnout. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a few decades ago that you took that turn into this, this career, mm -hmm. like, uh, Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, so you have studied, I've kind of watched the, the growth of your career over the years, and you have studied so many modalities. Just for example, what are some of the modalities that you've studied and that you use in your counseling even now? The one that, that um, I, I would refer to the most is iridology. So I studied iridology with Bernard Jensen. He was the sort of the father of iridology. And I studied with him and that was life-changing. What is that? Well, that's the study of the iris of the eye. 
So we can look very deeply into, with magnification, into the iris of the eye. And your nervous system has a connection in the eye to every part of your body. So when an iridologist is looking in the iris of the eye, they can see certain things, not can't see disease and they can't see, you know, you can't necessarily see diet and can't see injuries and things like that. But what you can see is light and dark and different colors, and they always represent something. So if there's an area of the eye that's a little bit dark, then that's an area of your body that is possibly not being fed properly, not getting the right energy, nutrition. And so that will show up in the eye. It's fascinating. So you use that as, as you said, that's a frequent one you use. Does it turn out that when you start getting into other modalities with your clients, with your patients, that you end up finding that, yes, indeed, there is this correlation between what you saw in the iris and what they end up needing. Okay, so you got the iridology, and that must be impossible to do now in pandemic. Uh, It can be done online. What? How do you even do that? You can do it online. I'm not doing it online. I know that there are some people doing it, but um, I think it's it's just done through, um, you can take a photograph of your eye. Oh, wow. Okay. When I, would, when I was in practice doing iridology, I used to use photographs, actual, you know, developed photographs, and I have a transparency that goes over top. So the transparency will show me every single part of the body that is reflected in the iris of the eye. Oh, okay. Go through and do the consultation that way. But also I'm a nutritionist. So, you know, it's fascinating to, to see all of the way these things all go together. I'm also... Um, uh, an aromatherapist. So I've used a lot of, you know, aromatherapy in my consultations and um, I do muscle testing. So it's applied kinesiology. So now you actually did that. I was not familiar with it. I'd heard of it, but I, I was not familiar until I saw you actually do that with all of us at the retreat last year. Mm-hmm. When again, you kind of blew my mind because you actually came and aside from everything else you did with us, you actually had a mini session where you created our own customized essential oil balances based on the oils that we needed, which I was a little bit confused as to what was happening until you did it. And you did muscle testing on all of us mm-hmm. to figure out with the materials that you were possibly going to be putting in these essential oils. So th- now is muscle testing just something that you can do like that? Or do you use it for all <laughs> situations? Yeah, it depends. In a consultation, you want to use as many tools as possible because, you know, nothing is 100%. And so muscle testing is a wonderful, you can muscle test yourself, but it's a wonderful way of asking your body or having someone ask your body, what is the the most uh, complimentary thing that they could be using? So for instance, if you were to walk into, say, a gas station, Mm -hmm. there's a very strong smell in that gas station, you're going to feel repelled by that. It's going to be like, oh, you know, just for example. So your energy is going to be affected by that. When you're muscle testing, we're going to put things into your energy field that are going to make you feel either strong or weak. So we're not necessarily with muscle testing asking for answers. We're just asking, does this enhance your energy field or does this take away from your energy field? And that's really all muscle testing is. It's just another level of communicating with the body. It's not 100%. So if you do muscle testing, you do iridology, you know, you know, you know your nutrition, you put all of these things together and it, you come up with a little bit of a, uh, a picture of the, of the client that's sitting in front of you. Also, I know that you do, uh, when you do your counseling, you ask them all kinds of questions and you kind of delve down. And it's not even, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, it's not even just about what's going on with your body. It's also what's, how, they're, how they're feeling, what's happening in their life. Their sleep patterns or diet, exercise, all those different things. So with a combination of all these modalities, you're able to 
move your clients to a place of, you know, like we should be looking at this, this, and this. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, when you're, when you're talking to them, you're, what you're doing is actually taking what's called a symptomology. So a symptomology is basically them sitting there and they're telling you, this is what I'm experiencing. And so you're writing down, you know, trying to get the picture of what's going on. You start at the, at the beginning, always, you know, you always try to help people with what they came in with. So if somebody's coming in and they've got an allergy that they, you know, they, they're not managing properly, then you want them to leave feeling like they're in better control of that problem. But at the same time, you want to get at the root cause of what's going on. With so, you know, you have to get in there and kind of dig a little bit and go, okay, you know, it sounds like you've got some problems with your digestion. It sounds like you've got, you know, a few problems with maybe we need to detox you. You've got too many toxins in the body. So, you know, just, you can find out a lot, but if you just use enough tools, put them all together and get that picture. So generally speaking, when you're doing a consultation with somebody, how long does that consultation take before you really start getting an idea of how you can help them? And how many times do they have to come back to you? You know, there's no, there's no one way. Some people come in and right away, I know what's going on and other people, you need to really dig and get at the root cause. So always an hour anyway, and often more. Some people never need to come back and see you again. You know, other people need to come back six, seven, maybe eight times. But ideally, my job is to get them to the place where they don't need to come back. You know, you don't, you don't want people coming back endlessly. You want for them to get well. Hmm. Now, we, we've talked before because I, I, I'm interested. It, it's funny, I come from myself, from my background, a very technical, by the book kind of background. But, you know, so this was initially a little bit foreign to me. But I mean, I've talked to you so many times and I've seen what you do. It's, it, it's effective. You, you really impact the situation, the, the condition with that person. So um, there was one thing that you told me that was a little harder for me to kind of get, but we've talked about it recently. And that's one of the things that you really love within your practice. Yes. And you said my absolute favorite thing that I would just love to focus even more on was flower and plant essences. And I was like, what? <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that. And that that's not necessarily for the body, is it? That's more, you explained to me, it's more for the mental and the emotional energy. There's no, there's no disconnect between the two. So if you are, if you are emotionally, mentally balanced, then chances are that's going to physically be the same case too. Obviously not always, but plant essences are the vibrational energy from flowers, plants, leaves, trees, everything alive has a life essence. And in the same way that we would eat plants, fruit, vegetables, nuts and seeds, those kind of things, they, they hold an essence, they hold a vibrational energy. And when we consume them, we are taking in not just the phytonutrients and the phytochemicals from those plants, but we're taking in the nutrition and the energy of those plants. So you can imagine if you, know, if you have an apple that you've freshly picked in one hand and you have a Pop-Tart in this hand, this is alive. And it's full of energy and nutrients. And when you eat that, say 80% of your diet is that, you're going to feel that energy, that life, that life force. If you are eating 80% of this kind of food, then you are not going to feel that energy. You're not going to feel that life force because that food doesn't contain it. And in the same way, we can capture the essence and the vibratory nature of flowers and leaves and trees in, in a form that we can take internally that helps to change our vibrational nature. 
Do we eat them? No. Um, we take them internally, almost like a medicine. The, the flowers themselves, the flower essences, are the reproductive part of the plant. And so they contain the most plant energy, the most vibration of the plant. That vibration is captured in the medium of water in a very special way. It's a very organic way. And when the vibrational imprint of that flower is in the water, it becomes a mother tincture. And then that mother tincture is then broken down and placed into a dosage bottle for us to take internally. Now, this, this is actually a fairly old form of mm -hmm. natural medicine, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. I think I recall the, the most famous practitioner in this area is Dr. Bach, is it? Mm -hmm. Edward, Edward Bach. Mm -hmm. So uh, like this has been around for a couple hundred years. Is this something that we can actually buy commercially or? Yes. A lot of people are familiar with Rescue Remedy, which is a, a blend of Bach flowers. Oh, okay. That's five flowers. And that's, that is five different energies that you can take internally that are typically used to help you with um, emergency situations or acute situations. Mm -hmm. If you've just had a fender bender um, you, and you had rescue remedy in your car, you would immediately take the rescue remedy, which would help you balance out the shock of that and allow you to get back to normal much more quickly. If you were going in for tooth surgery, if you were having an, uh, an argument with a friend, if you were having trouble at work, if you're not sleeping properly, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can use rescue remedy. And that is the one thing that people do recognize now because it's everywhere. You know, you have them in the drugstore and health food stores and so People do readily recognize the rescue remedy. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. I, was it rescue remedy? You were you were telling me recently about an incident you had had with one of your your children. I mean, now a grown man, but your child, a friend. Hmm. And tell me that hmm. story. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Well, he was. Um, they were, my kids were teenagers, and one of my kids' friends had had an accident at work. And he had to go to the hospital and they'd had to stitch up his ear. I don't really remember what happened, but they stitched up his ear and then they had put a big gigantic white bandage over his ear. His parents were not home. So I brought him back to our place. And when he was sitting there and he was in a lot of pain, I just took the rescue remedy and I put the drops, two drops, just on the outside of the bandage. Just two drops? Just two drops. And within moments, he turned to me and he just said, what was that? And I said, well, that was rescue remedy. And he said, I have no pain. And I said, it'll come back. But when it comes back, we'll just put two more drops of the rescue on there. So what happens is those, the energy of those five flowers changes the nature of that trauma. So in changing the nature of the trauma, you have reduced pain, reduced inflammation, and it will come back. But the rescue remedy helps get you through those times of trauma. and can be used for anything like that. You can use it for babies. You can use it for the elderly. You can use rescue remedy on the bottom of the feet. You can spray it in the air, take it internally. It's just an energy that helps to move out the heavier energies and allow for a much lighter energy. And it allows you to move, th move through things much more quickly. So um, it just occurred to me, is this something that could be used in pain management? It sounds like that mm -hmm. this actually gave this boy the ability yes. to, the pain was still there. The injury was still there. I, yeah. I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that you didn't even apply it to his body, let alone have him ingest it. Oh. It was just in the area of, of the injury, yeah. but, but it changed the way he was perceiving the injury. Yes. Yes. You know, I have so many testimonials. One actually was this week. Um, I have a, a coworker who uh, lost her dog and it was a, probably about six months ago. 
And she's just been having a really hard time getting over that. And so she came to me yesterday and she said, I just feel like I'm going to have a meltdown. I'm just emotionally upset. I'm so stressed. There's so many things going on. And you could see her. She was just like, and in a situation like that, the first thing you do is just grab rescue remedy. And you're just, you know, I said, to her, you know, let's just get you some rescue. So we got it for her. And honestly, within an hour, she was a different person. She was so did she in, did she yeah. take it orally or internally? Mm-hmm. So you can you can apply it topically or in, take it internally. Yeah. So it comes it comes in drops that you can take internally. It comes in a cream that you can rub on externally. It comes in funny you should ask little pastels. <laughs> like oh, this. yeah. And so they're just like little candies, and so that you can just suck on them. And and I think there's a, spe- a specific one for dogs as well. All animals, but people use them for their dogs and cats. Yeah, cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so rescue remedy, as you said, is one of the um, most well-known forms of these flower mm-hmm. essences. But you actually get into a much wider mm-hmm. selection and array than just the rescue remedy. Tell me a bit yes. about that. It's particularly you mentioned that there are Australian flower essences mm-hmm. and Canadian from the, the Canadian boreal forest. Yes. So there is the Bach flowers. So there are thirty-eight of those, and they're the original ones. So a lot of people base the making of their flower remedies on what Dr. Bach did. So there is the Bach flowers. There's also um, what's called FES flowers, and they're from North America. And and so there's I can't remember maybe 140 or maybe less of those ones. And then there's Australian bush flowers. Um, they're very powerful. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, I, I don't use them as much now because I think we need to stick with the plants that are here on this continent. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the Canadian forest tree essences, and they are remarkable because they're trees. They're extremely grounding. So for people who are, you know, struggling with being not present or being feeling like they're kind of out there, which is a lot. Everybody who's in lockdown or dealing with yes. pandemic. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> so the tree essences are just excellent for helping you feel really grounded. And so, like you know, for example, what's what's your favorite? I would think manifestation is my favorite. It's called manifestation. So oh. it's of I think four different trees, and taking manifestation just helps you to probably the easiest way of of explaining is helping you move forward. So for those people who are just kind of stuck and they're not sure, they maybe have some visions that, it, that they're, you know, they're wanting to create. Um, and then taking the manifestation helps you to lose some of the blockages that you would have around why you're not moving forward. Wow. Wow. Manifest some of those dreams and visions. Yeah. They're all of the trees that are in Canada, mostly. So a lot of fir trees, maples, oaks, elms, all, all of them. And they use the bark and they use the leaves and you know, sometimes they actually use the the emerging flower, the bud of the emerging flower. So they're they're great. Um, but mostly I go back to the Bach flowers. And Dr. Bach was very clear that the blending of the 38 of seven, say mostly seven of the 38 remedies, would address every human emotional mental malady that there was. Now, it was a different world back then. So, you know, now with everything we have going on and the way we live today, because back at the turn of the century, the way they lived is so different. And uh, they could never have imagined how we'd be living today. So when I'm, when I'm doing a consultation with flower remedies, I think the most important thing for people is that they need to be heard. And I think we, you know, we spend our days and our lives and we've got all of this stuff that we're dealing with, but we really don't have anybody to listen. 
And I think it's really important to be heard. So when I'm doing a consultation, we begin with just talking. And so I sort of start to get a picture of this person from from what it is that they're telling me. And honestly, by the time they've got done telling their story, they feel better. So it's sort of the first step. And so once they do that, then as they're talking, I'm making some notes about what it is that I think would be great for them. And I will mix what's called a dosage bottle of up to about seven different remedies. Some people only need one. Some people need seven. Some people need somewhere in between. And I think by the time they're done their consultation and they're feeling the results of their, of what's been made for them in the bottle, because it's energy, so you can feel it. And they actually leave feeling so much better. So, you know, just um, for instance, I think, did I tell you the story about the, the young man whose mom was quite ill? No. Well, it was several years ago, but he came to me because his mom was ill. And through her illness, we did his flowers for him. That's what it's called, doing your flowers. He was very upset and he used to come back every day. And every day he would drink a bottle that we would blend for him. If I recall, you don't generally drink a bottle. It's usually a few drops. He would drink a bottle? Yeah, he would do the whole bottle. And just before I tell you the story, there's no toxic amount of flower remedy. So the same energy vibration or the same vibrational medicine that's in two drops is the same as the whole bottle. So he was just drinking it because he, he felt was, he needed help. So exactly. a whole lot's better than the so, world. Yes. It went on for about 10 days. And finally, at the end of 10 days, I said to him, I'm not certain this is serving you. And maybe it would be really important for us to do something different. And so what I did was I mixed him what's called the polycrest. And the polycrest is where you are at a crossroads with someone. They're not moving forward, sometimes even slipping back. You don't seem to be getting the results that you're looking for. And so you, you end up doing what's called the polycrest. And the polycrest that I did in this case was called holly. So it's from the holly plant. Okay. And I mixed him a bottle with just the holly in it. And I didn't see him again for two weeks. And when he came back, he was not a different person, but there was just a different energy about him. So some of the trauma that he was going through had lifted. And he was much better able to cope with what was going on in his life. And I think, you know, with the flower remedies, when you see those things and you know that they've really only done these little drops, you think, can it really be that simple? Mm -hmm. We tend to make things way way too complicated. And so it is in the simplicity of these little drops that is kind of the magic of what's going on. Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. I was, as you were saying that, and and the simplicity and how we tend to overcomplicate, we also... I think, tend to forget that we are all part of this organic world, this plant animal interaction. And of course, we're going to be impacted by these things. It's kind of how nature works. Yes, yes. So it's just on that note, it's the same as, you know, if you're listening to a beautiful piece of music that moves you, it's the vibration of that music that is causing you to feel the way you do. So music and art, they're all just vibrations that you're taking in. And so in the same way with the flower remedies, you're taking in a vibration. So it could be in the air, it could be that you're ingesting it, it could be you're rubbing it on your skin, but you're taking that vibration in. So it's kind of the same. So we've, we've talked about what you do with the supplements and the organs and balancing nutrition, that whole side of things, what you do with all the other modalities, and then your favorite, the flowers. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. In this time of what we're all having to cope with, I mean, I don't think any of us really have yet to come up with our perfect coping situation for this pandemic because it just keeps no. changing and especially going now into winter and we're all feeling like we have to be alone in our house for how long? <laughs> so what would you recommend for us? Is there something you can recommend that would help us better cope? I mean, you had said, you know, exercise and as much as we can, yeah. diet, the energies. What would be your general recommendation? Well, uh, there's no one thing for everybody. So I think it depends. I myself, I have been feeling grief and, and some sorrow. I think because I don't think we're going back. So we have to carve out something new. And I was saying to just to my sister this morning, I was saying part of the grief I'm experiencing is that I can't just call her and say I'm on my way. You know, and the freedom to just jump in the car and say, you know, head to my brother's cottage or, you know, the freedom to just run down and see my grandkids. We've lost that freedom. It's going to come back, I suppose, in a certain way. But I'm feeling not necessarily lonely in what's going on today, but much more sorrow and grief for the way my life used to be and the uncertainty of my life in the future. Yeah. You know, again, yes, of course, we have to live healthy lives. I think we have to begin to to think differently about where we're going and what that's going to be like. If if we're talking about flower remedies, there are so many things. For instance, there's a whole set of of flower remedies for grief. There's a whole set for anger. There's there's more for the uncertainty of the future. How about anxiety? I think all of us are feeling very that often. Huge. But the anxiety is an overall word for fear, anger, you know, uncertainty. you know, longing for what was. Longing for what was is a huge Bach flower remedy. You know, it's like we we want to stay back there. That's what I'm used to. That's that's my comfort zone. You know, there's a mm-hmm. there's a remedy for bringing you out of your comfort zone and being present. There's you know there's flower remedies for just about anything. So if we're talking flower remedies, it's different for everyone. Um... You know, he was really angry about what was going on. Outwardly angry. You know, that person really needs to find some calm and some peace. So, you know, their, their anger is typically coming from fear. So, you know, these are all the things that you would be addressing. And, and in general, you know, aromatherapy as well. There's wonderful things you can do with aromatherapy. What, what's your recommendation for a, a calming, soothing, you know, to deal with our anxiety, our grief, our fear? Mm-hmm. Any recommendations? Always lavender. Lavender, chamomile would be lovely. Not always a wonderful smell, but, you know, it does the job. It helps, helps calm your heart. Um, again, your heart, uh, for me, it would be um, rose. Rose is beautiful. And it's really, it would be really interesting for people to um, research frankincense. Frankincense is an unbelievably powerful essential oil. And how long have we been using frankincense? Well, we're coming up on the season where, you know, like everybody yeah. goes, oh, yeah, frankincense. What was that again? Yeah, I mean, exactly. So that's why it was so valuable. That's why it was such like a, a gift yeah. in the Christmas story. Yeah. So what does frankincense do? Frankincense, I use it before I go to bed at night. And, but it really helps to open up a little bit more of your inner knowing. So we don't learn these things as we're growing up, you know, and it, it is, it is taking a step in a direction that not everybody is comfortable doing, but, you know, you can meditate and you can find peaceful times and and we can calm ourselves if you're meditating and if you're using essential oils and if you're trying to balance yourself with flower remedies 
and you're caring for yourself with great diet and exercise. And I, I did make a note that I wanted to mention too, along with all of this is that you should really make sure you're getting enough protein. And in, in protein are all of your amino acids. And the amino acids are converted in your body into things like GABA and serotonin. And, and you can take things like L-theanine and, and tyrosine. And, and those things are super important right now because they're the precursors to us feeling better. So if you're not getting enough proteins, you're not getting enough amino acids, and then there's nothing there to build those serotonin and the GABA. And, and that's really important. So and, if... Um as many of us are just for, if not for personal reasons, even for environmental reasons, there is a, a move towards let's decrease the animal products in our diet. Mm -hmm. So our right. protein intake might be lower. How do we make sure we get lots of protein, like mainlining tofu or? <laughs> <laughs> Tempeh. Yeah. Um, yes, of course. Soy products are great. They're, they're always better if they're fermented. Um, but vegetables. Sorry, sorry, wait, wait, wait. Why? Oh, why? Um, because soy can contain unfermented soy can, can be, um, it can block things in the body in particular in the thyroid gland. People who eat a lot of unfermented soy can have, um, it's quite a long explanation, but it can affect the thyroid. Oh, okay. Which is I recall from your talk in, in Mexico, you were telling us how the adrenals can then impact the thyroid. So if your mm -hmm. adrenals are depleted, then puts a load on your thyroid and your tofu does too. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you'd be better, you can eat some tofu and some soy milk, but it's better to maybe take half of it and replace it with tempeh. Yeah. But plants contain protein. And so there's, there's, so there's a lot of um, mixing that you have to do. I mean, if you're going to do beans, or are you going to do rice? You're going to do better to mix them together. Beans and rice can give you the protein with all of the amino acids. That's the, uh, the famous Mexican beans and rice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And okay. Yeah. So, but there's, you know, there's lots of, um, protein powders out there that are not whey, you know, some of them are from spirulina. Some of them are from pumpkin. That's my favorite new protein is pumpkin protein, pumpkin seed protein, and it's full of zinc and zinc is wonderful for um, protecting you from viruses and bacteria. Yes. Yes. I had heard that recently that they're finding that in the COVID studies, people with yep. higher zinc yep. levels in their diet. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's important. You just have to watch that you don't take too much zinc because it can be toxic. And there's a balance between your zinc and your copper. So you got to kind of look into those things before you start taking, especially higher doses of zinc. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, I feel like I need to have you on speed dial. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I'm going to eat this. Can <laughs> FaceTime, what do you think about this thing I've made? <laughs> so, you know, and then there's pea protein and that's the big one. So well, I, you, you had told me that that can be kind of hard on the, mm -hmm. on the digestion because yes. I had tried that and I said, What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, small amounts, you know, small um, amounts. And if you're going to buy a pea protein, you maybe want one that's got some digestive enzymes in it. Okay. Uh, sort of a sidebar here on the whole thing of those, the proteins. Do they all have stevia in them with the exception of that pea protein? I, I think I have a stevia allergy and they all taste yeah, absolutely repulsive. Um, they're starting to, yeah, some stevia is horrible. It has an, an aftertaste that people just can't handle. Um, but they're coming out now with different things like um, monk fruit. Are you familiar with monk fruit? No. Okay. So it's a sweetener that they're using now, which is really very sweet and it doesn't have any of that nasty aftertaste and it doesn't seem to upset people's digestion. Okay. So it's really nice. So looking for a protein powder, see if you can find one with monk fruit. Okay. And some of them use um, organic cane sugar, which is really okay too. It's a little bit lower on the glycemic index. So it's not going to affect your blood sugar quite so much. Oh my God. Oh. Lori, every time yeah. we have a chat about this kind of stuff, like you just 
you're such a cornucopia of knowledge of everything from nutrition and what all these things do and the products available and the supplements and, and incredible. Well, you know, it wasn't always this way. So, I mean, I think you find your way there. I know a lot of the people that I work with, some of my colleagues, they have a very similar story to mine. They've been sick and, you know, for whatever reason, found their way to more sort of outside the box treatments and, and ways of looking after yourself that yeah. you just a more healthy place. So if, if people want to get in touch with you and maybe you know, book a consultation with you or, or get more information on the, on the flower essences, because I mean, it was incredible. You said like hundreds out of the Canadian forest and then the Australian ones, which are yeah. really powerful. I'm intrigued by that, but I won't keep you on too long to talk about that. <laughs> I'll ask you later privately. <laughs> <laughs> and the original historical ones from Dr. Bach. Yeah. Where can they reach you? How can they get more information about this and or book a consultation with you? Right now, um, email. Okay. And the nice thing about Zoom, mm-hmm. that it's very easy to do a flower consultation or a nutrition consultation uh, just like this. And, and and as I recall, you you can actually, they can online order different the different supplements or materials or flowers or anything that yes. you recommend. Yes, yes. Well, and I will make sure that that information is in the notes for this podcast and video so that people can reach out to you. Okay. I especially, I'm, I'm very interested in getting the flower remedies out to people so that they can see the difference that they make in your lives. So I'm, you know, I, I think what would happen is we would do a consultation and then I would ship that out. So now, as I recall, didn't you want, didn't you also say that you, it's, it's not a matter of they do a consultation with you and, and they have to wait for you to get the materials to them. Because I think you were telling me that there's a person who comes to you for the materials, but they actually have their consultations via Zoom with a naturopath in Mexico City. So exactly. you break it up, they can have consultation only or consultation plus. Thank you so much for being you. with us today. Yep. Don't awesome. forget to take a look down in the yeah, notes. I have a gentleman who has a, links to the goodies um, we talked about. Some sort of healer podcast. in Mexico City. And don't forget to subscribe so to the podcast or the YouTube channel so you the, don't miss the, the next Mexico episode. Rate us reviews on iTunes or on YouTube. So you actually make sure us with all kinds of things. Mike just needs a You can actually just start doing her own flowers. Do you know an yeah. incredible gal that's all that? Uh, I think the world needs to know more about. Head on over to our Facebook or our Instagram channel and DM me. Tell me about her. We'll see if we can't get her on the, open the She's door all that podcast. Just hours and hours of stuff to be talking about. But I really, really appreciate the time you've taken to talk to me today about what we can be doing both with our nutrition, but also with our energies using these plant essences to kind of help us cope with what we're dealing with right now. Thank you so much for your time. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.